Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right. Before we start this officially, though, Russ, I'm going to throw to you to to kick us off with this thing because this is your format. So I know only as much as I've known from listening, which is not as much as running. So I'll say a quick hello and then I'll toss it to you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to intro your show? What? Okay. But you know what? Fuck it. I'll just do it. Never mind. No, it's fine. Oh Fuck it. I'll do it live. <laughs> Tom, do it. We're keeping I'm it all doing it. I'm doing it. Wait for every show. All right. Every second. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to a very special uh, Christmas crossover of Dungeons and Dragons and Dum Dums and Dragons. Uh, we're all here playing together for the very first time. Uh, we're very excited about it. My name's Tom McGee. I will be your DM for the first game. Uh, and they'll be passing it over to Russ, who's going to DM the second game. Uh, you can catch each of these in our respective show's channels. So you're going to do that, that fun comic book crossover flip between... Uh, it's going to be wild and fun, and uh, hopefully, uh, if you're unfamiliar with, with one of the two shows, you find something new that you love, uh, and if you're familiar with both of them, thanks for the support. We love you guys. Stick around. We're going to have some fun. Uh, so, to kick things off, uh, how's everybody doing tonight? This is the first time we've all met uh, through through Zoom windows uh, and, and audio magic. Uh, how's, how's everyone doing? How, how are your nights? So good. Great. Good. Everyone at once. Yeah. <laughs> yes, good. exactly. Great. I am good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I love this cacophony of terror. Um, all right, so, uh, great. Now that we've all established we're like vaguely awkward good at the same time, uh, let's just go around and introduce ourselves uh, and who we'll be playing. Your characters will meet in the game, uh, but it'll be useful, I think, for all of us just to touch base about, you know, who everyone is. So we've all heard a certain name at least once uh before we hear it as uh, as characters uh tyler why don't you start us off because you're the first person i see in my window sure hi everybody i'm tyler hewitt i play quinny brown barrow um what are we looking for here just kind of some yeah basics. just a quick rundown like yeah. who is quinny tell give us give us a thumbnail on quinny quinny is a uh, a halfling uh rogue um he's a little bit of a kleptomaniac uh with kind of a little bit of a bad attitude um and uh is generally the sourpuss of the of the group. Um, so I should just say off the start, off the start, if I appear to be having a bad attitude, feel free to fully dunk on Quinny. Uh, it is like <laughs> the kind of thing that like Tom and Ryan and like Laura, to a lesser degree, because Laura's very very nice. Uh, will everyone just dunks on <laughs> Quinny in the party kind of thing, and it's really fun and, and great. Yeah, um, I think we've had three special guests in a row who all showed up, and their instantaneous response was, "I dislike Quinny personally." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. weird bit. <laughs> Uh, he gets picked up like a baby a lot. He hates it, uh, but it is a long-running gag of him being treated like a child because he is a halfling. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, he gets very uh, stabby in combat. Uh, that's pretty much it. Amazing. Uh, Tom, how about you? Uh, I am playing Moot. He is a half-orc wild magic sorcerer who, every time he casts a spell, rolls to see if uh, some weird shit happens. And more often than not, it does, and it's delightful when it does. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. Lovely. Love that. Uh, Carla, how about you? I am playing Glim, a dragonborn paladin who's, like, super into Bahamut. You guys will find out <laughs> in game. <laughs> Great. Love it. Uh, well, speaking of people who are really into gods, uh, Ryan, who are you playing? 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm playing Butthole Farch, Cleric of Moonhammer, uh, the goddess of strength, joy, and flatulence. The last one is made up of the first two. Uh, he, he's big, he's cheerful, he gets caught up in other people's ideas of how things work, and he is uh, devoutly loyal to his goddess, who may or may not have been made up until we met her. <laughs> Turned out it was real. Good for him. <laughs> uh, Amy, how about you? Uh, I will be playing Sullivan Slight, uh, Lightfoot Halfling Rogue. So, similar territory. There's a little bit of two of us in this situation here. Uh, Sully isn't so much surly as he is very much a know it all who knows nothing, uh, <laughs> compulsive liar, um, and does, has an inappropriate habit of, of keystring stuff. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, Laura. Uh, I am playing Alan. Uh, she's a half elf wizard. Um, and at this point, let's see. Level four Alan. What was level four Alan like? Le- level four Alan um, uh, is very excited to be off adventuring um, and uh, gaining more power, as wizards do. Um and she's also looking for a dad because she's never met her dad and uh, doesn't really know who he is. And she wants to find him. And she is pretty much going along for the ride because Quinny and Butthole are great and showing her the world. And worth flagging from the outside, Laura speaks of Alan in glowing terms. Laura is a glowing person. Alan is a high-functioning sociopath. Just does terrible <laughs> things for power. Yeah, but she wasn't a, really aware of that. At you know time. what? It's Christmas. Everyone does terrible things for power it's at true. Christmas. Yes, that's true. Uh, so, you know, you'll, you'll fit right in. Uh, once again, I'm Tom. Uh, I'll be DMing the first game as well as providing some random NPC voices. Uh, and uh, Russ, you want to introduce yourself to you there, sir? I'm Russ Moore, he, him, here to uh, play all the voices that Tom does not want to play. And I get a, I get a a hand signal when he has one specifically just doesn't isn't feeling the vibe of and I will step in and be that annoying NPC for him yep it's Ooh, uh fun. and it, we will embrace uh, you and bring you along on our journey <laughs> yeah, you it's, will it, become it, the star yeah exactly it's just gonna end up with like it's gonna be like Avengers Endgame it's just gonna be a thousand NPCs being like Christmas and we'll be like alright this was this was fun um, <laughs> which was totally what we planned don't worry 100%, everybody yeah sorry yep. spoiler alert um, so uh, thanks everyone for, for the intros uh, thank you dear listeners uh, for joining us uh, on this ride again make sure to check out episode 2 over in the Dungeons feed uh, but without further ado let's uh, let's get to adventuring shall we Let's do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Or at least it would be if Christmas hadn't been canceled a year ago. Uh, one day toys just stopped arriving. And as uh, all of us who have, have grown up, uh, you know, watching 90s movies about toys, no, uh, without toys, there can be no Christmas. Uh, but they, they literally stopped arriving uh, one day. Santa Claus disappeared, stopped doing his job, and as a result, uh, the world of Faerun has been just a a little glummer around the holidays. Um, But there is a a light on the horizon. There is one shining beacon of hope, a red, blue, green blocked beacon uh, that has been clicked together with care uh, over the past year and is rapidly changing the face of Christmas. I speak, of course, about Natatomi Plaza and the Natatomi Corporation and their amazing line of toys and such. There are two Zeds. One of them is silent. 
Uh, toys and such uh, have really, really changed uh, the way uh, the, the people of Faerun view the holidays now. Because after uh, the horrific Christmas drought of Ott last year, uh, finally, uh, toys are starting to hit the market again. And these things are amazing. They're super hot commodities. All of them are the hardest thing to buy. Uh, and, you know, adventurers from across the realm put down their swords and their staves and their axes, leave behind epic quests to go in search of, of these, these trinkets uh, to, to bring to loved ones uh, or to begrudgingly give to uh, children of friends' loved ones. Um, but regardless, it is, it is becoming, once again, a, a wonderful time. Um, and of particular note, this year, there is going to be a massive gala. It's the first time Naratomi Plaza has ever held an open house where uh, a select group of, of, of nobles, heroes from across the realm uh, have been invited uh, to come see the latest line of toys on this, the very eve of Christmas. Uh, it's a highly exclusive event. Uh, people have been talking about it for months. There's a, a lot of, uh, there have been wars fought, uh, nations have fallen, uh, kingdoms have crumbled under the weight of not getting an invite. But all of you did. And that's pretty fucking dope. Um, and the good news is that you're not going alone. Uh, because all of you have had just like a secret desire yourselves uh, for the holiday season. And that is uh, to meet your fellow adventurers. Uh, the two parties have kind of been around each other's orbits. You've heard of each other in passing. And it's just, it's very much like uh, if you're, you know, uh, grew up on Canadian TV, like a pokeroo. Like you just constantly keep missing each other. It's like, oh, I missed them again. Like you just, you know, like you show up in town and the other party was just there. And everyone's like, oh, thank God that dragon's dead. And you're like, oh, that sounded fun. Um but rather than, uh, you know, building a rivalry or, or, or you know, so any kind of animosity, uh, you're all just really fucking psyched uh, to meet each other. It's just one of those things where it's like you finally get to meet, uh, you know, it's, it's like when, you know, like two genre stars meet each other where they're like, hey, Kevin Conroy, you're great as Batman. He's like, thanks, Mark Hamill. You're like, oh, this is lovely. Look at these two. They get along so well. Um, so <laughs> it is with absolute delight uh, that you all find yourselves in the stretch carriage uh, driven by an incredibly handsome elf uh, named Argyle, headed to Natatomi Plaza. Um, but those of us who have suffered through uh, Strangers on a Bench improv games know that not having anything to tie you together is the worst. Uh, so as we take our, our uh, stretch carriage ride uh, up to the plaza, this the shining beacon of Lego built uh, on the horizon, um, I want to take a moment to figure out how how you like what you all uh, know or respect about each other. There's just something about each member, like, and, and you don't have to have a bond to everyone, but like, I've got a chart if you want to roll a dice. If you're like, hey, I just want to, I want to know a random thing, um, or if you've got one that you're like, based on our delightful intros earlier, you're like, you know what, I think my person would really like this about this person, or would be really interested about this with this person, or would have like friendly debates with this person. Again, like you all like each other, but that doesn't mean you can't have the classic like. My sports team slash God is better than your sports team slash God <laughs> kind of shtick. Uh, so uh, who, who'd like to go first? Who wants a, who's got a bond for, for someone from the other party? I mean, I know I got an easy one. Go, go ahead. Uh, hearing uh, uh, Amy describing Sully, Quinny would be all about that fellow. Uh, we have like a running kind of uh, line uh, that we use a lot in our uh, game, which is uh, actually game recognized game uh, and Quinny would full on be wanting to kind of see how he measures up to Sully at this stage in his life. Quinny is very keen to becoming uh, one of the best, if not the greatest thief in the realm uh, and not through any kind of sabotage of, of other notable thieves or anything like that, but sort of 
the way iron sharpens iron, he wants to sharpen himself off of other thieves. So he would be very, very keen to uh, uh, swap uh, tactics and, and stealth techniques and, and deft sleight of hand movements and things like that with, with Sully if he'd be open to sharing that kind of stuff. Well, and Sully uh, would be very reciprocal to that, but is more interested in how he can get people to carry him around like a baby more because right. he doesn't have like, and he's wondering like, Glim. I can I can introduce you to a very big bald bastard who would probably do it whether you ask for it or not. Okay, well, first of all, my parents are married. They're just terrible people, and that does not make me a bastard by a legal standard. So that butthole would get along with everybody, pretty much. Yes, he He'd would. be determined to convert one of you, because clearly, wrong God, but trying. He can appreciate where people step in. We got a fart thief with butt stuff, so that's heaven. He hopes Quinny can learn to build more farts and keystring into his regular equipment. We've been trying for that. And then Moot does regular magic a weird way, and Butthole does weird magic a regular way. So that's just amazing. Okay, amazing. So, Butthole, you're just, like, generally jazzed about everyone but secretly want to convert. Now, do you specifically want to try and convert Glim or just someone? Like, it doesn't really matter who. You just need need to spread the word of Moonhammer to, to someone. Yeah, I feel like it's everybody, but Glim seems to have the strongest idea. So that's like the hard mode of <laughs> conversion. So he, if he's going to play on expert difficulty, that's the target. Right. And again, worth noting, this is very much in like, uh, haha, I'll, I'll convince you that Superman's better than Batman. And you're like, joke's on you. Wonder Woman's better than both of them. Uh, so we can still have, uh, yeah, like a, a friendly conversion attempt. Uh, I like that. Glim, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about a, a guy who has a, a fart god? Uh, Glim, very open to everyone who loves a god as much as she does, um, but secret, well, not secretly, very out loud, <laughs> thinks hers is the best, so would, yeah, like, hard mode sounds exactly right. This isn't me handing out pamphlets to strangers in the street. This is, like, someone who's got beliefs. Yeah, I like, uh, I like that, like, Queenie and Sully have kind of a, like, very friendly version of this. Whereas the two of you have, like, an anything I, you could do, I can do better version, which is, like, we must one-up, but also fun. Uh, okay, amazing. Uh, Moot, how about you? Uh, well, obviously, I think Moot would be drawn to Alan uh, because of the fact that they both do magic. Uh, and Moot is kind of curious, like, who who trained uh, Alan? Because I got, like, a drunk guy to teach me some stuff. <laughs> and it wasn't great. So <laughs> I'd love you to be know more about to Gabriel. The, uh, the learning aspect of things. Amazing. And Alan, how do you feel about Moot? No, that's kind of perfect um, because I think Alan, um, she learned magic in such a structured way that she'd be very interested in learning from Moot about a more kind of chaotic nature of magic and like what that means. I think, yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, she, she's going to want to know like what, what, what the hell his take on it is. Plus like half orc, half elf. Alan is very sensitive about the whole havesy nature of her being. So she's going to want to dig into that too. <laughs> Amazing. So the stretch carriage is uh, just full of animated conversation between all of you as, uh, you know, we kind of have three levels of people bonding, whether it's like quietly in a corner with books uh, to like stumbling over each other, probably falling through the books. 
um, to, uh, you know, intense debate about theology, occasionally interrupted by Sully trying to get picked up by butthole. Like, just generally, you know, a raucous carriage ride. Um, but Argyle, he's got this. He's got a smile on his face. He's happy about it. Uh, and, you know, it's his first time driving a stretch carriage, so he's, he's pretty jazzed about it. Um, before long, though, uh, you arrive at Natatomi uh, Tower. Now, um, it is a, an unseasonably warm uh, Christmas Eve, and unfortunately, there's not a hint of snow in the air, which sucks. That is not a, that is not a fun, magical Christmas at all. That's just a regular day. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, you're excited to see this giant toy tower, but also somewhat bummed that, uh, you know, the, the weather isn't cooperating. It's not necessarily that all of you need to be like super in on the holidays. It's just, you've all been adventuring pretty hard lately. And the idea of just getting a little bit of a break, uh, is, is pretty amazing. Um, so, uh, with, you know, a, a tip of his hat, uh, Argyle, uh, drops you off uh, and together, uh, the six of you make your way, uh, into, uh, up the stairs, uh, to the tower doors. Um, you're greeted at the doors, uh, by someone who is, uh, very short, uh, wearing a, uh, very, like, well-tailored, um, uh, sort of brown and gray, uh, jacket, pants combo, little curled shoes, pointed ears, pointed hat, but again, we come from a realm of elves, so not necessarily an elf, but maybe. Um, and uh, he uh, he kind of crosses his arms, uh, and um, uh, I think probably, uh, I imagine Glim and Butthole, you're probably the most physically imposing of the group uh, up front. So I think he probably looks to the two of you. And he looks back and forth between the two of you, and I imagine you're, you know, still in conversation, still debating, you know, the the, the various, uh, you know, uh, 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 pro, pros and cons. Um, and he realizes he doesn't know which of you to address this to. So eventually, he just looks between the two of you, um, and he says, <laughs> um, "Well, uh, hello there. Um, you here for the party?" Well, yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, we have invitations to Nacho Tummy Plaza. Uh, Quinny, do you have those? Uh, yeah, yeah, here. I got Yeah, I think I Quinny them stole them for us. Um, and, like, almost <laughs> astoundingly fast, he's got a clipboard out. You don't know where it came from. You don't know how it happened. It's just there. Uh, and he, uh, he gives it a quick eyeball, and he says, uh, sorry, I hurt uh, Quinny? Yeah, that'd be me. Yeah, you're not on the list. Sir, what are the rest of your names? I'm Sullivan Slight. Okay. Nope. I just uh, kind of lift my hand to the background. Alan. Uh, and I'm Moot. And Glim. And I'm I'm Butthole Farch, uh, heir to the the House of Farch and future King of a Car. Yeah, and, that, that's uh, fine. None of you, none of you on this list. But you said you have oh, invitations. My, my legal name's Bobbert. Is Bobbert on the list? Yes. I also I'm Nerictious Acra. Technically, but everyone calls me Glim, as you can see, because my scales are so amazing. Well, I go by Sully. So, like, cause Sullivan's Light is my full name. I mean, I'm technically Leanne, but I've never really talked about that with anyone, and I don't really want to start now. And I'm Quinny Brown Barrel. Check it again. <laughs> check the list again. Moot, do you have a secret name that I should know about, too, just so uh, I don't have I've to got, double like, check this? Four names. Oh. I don't really want to. I did. My main <laughs> question was about, like, the appetizer situation. Is it more like a table spread or are there people walking around? Oh, with yeah. yeah or, or is both. it like tapas? It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I did chairs we, to sit on. I don't like eating on the floor. 
Okay, well, the chairs thing might be an issue. We spared no expense of the food, though. You could probably stack some of the food into... Uh, look, uh, none of you are on the list. None of these names are on the list. I mean, I have an Allen, but I think it's spelled differently. But other than that, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, but wait, you said you have invitations. Those are really hard to get. Can, can I see those? Yes, yeah, here. Um, so he uh, takes the invitations and he, he and gives I, them... I and would, I would like to cast Charm Person. Okay, we're already, uh, yeah, we're already get us in this door. Yeah, we gotta get into the party door. in here. Gotta get in. I, now that I've heard about the food situation, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is all like it's taking too long. I'm so excited, <laughs> and right, I Laura. really don't. I don't really don't want anyone to get hurt. It, it has been an age. <laughs> too many people have died already. I've been charmed personed. Uh, what am I rolling here? What are you rolling? What are we doing? Um, it's a it's a wisdom saving throw DC 13. Oh man, that is a nat 20, my friend. Huh. Uh, well, so he he looks he glowers I, at you. I, I kind of I, I just turn around, kind of like <laughs> arms behind my back, just kind of like pretend like nothing happened. He just shakes his head in disgust, and he says, "If I was going to be charmed by anyone, it would be by the very impressive scales on this one, not by your magic Aww. wavy hands." But uh, well, I'm kind of bummed to say these are legitimate invitations. Uh, they've got the charm on them and everything. Otherwise, they would have exploded just now. So. Uh, Jesus. Shit. Well, it seems, uh, it seems it's probably good that they didn't do that, right? Yeah, it's really good, actually. It's it's very uh, imp impressive. I've never... Like, like a shadow falls over his face, and he's like, I've, I've never <laughs> never been betrayed by Clippy before. Well, uh, I apologize. Um, we'll have words about this. And they're like, pockets the board. It says, uh, you you clearly are, are meant to be here. Please uh, forgive me. Um, and uh, 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 Sully, we'll... we'll if you can't find a chair in penance, I will, I will get on all fours and be a chair. I, I apologize. This is this is not. I, I assure you, this is not Mr. Calvin's uh, hospitality at all. Uh, please, please come, 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 come. I will take uh, you up on that. Thank you. Uh, he does that thing that Kiff in Futurama does, where he just shudders a little bit because um, he was really hoping you wouldn't. Uh, but he's he's you know he's made his piece of it. So he leads you inside, um, <laughs> and uh, you walk through a giant uh, sort of a giant lobby. Uh, there's a security guard who just kind of like nods at you, um, and uh, the definitely not an elf uh, leads you into um, an elevator. Uh, now the elevator goes up the side of the building, so you get a beautiful view uh, of the countryside uh, as as you go up. Um, but also you can see all the different floors kind of zipping past you. And he proceeds to give you the rote speech. And he delivers this with all the enthusiasm of a tour guide who has delivered this speech a few too many times. So uh, it's a lot like, welcome to Natatomi Plaza, the shining beacon of joy for all children of all ages. As you can see, we have many fine floors. Um, and uh, the floor's whipping by. I have a question for all of you, though. What do you think you're all doing in this elevator? Are you alert? Are you relaxed? Uh, are you paying attention to him? Are you back to your, your hijinks with each other? What do you think? Y'all uh, are doing. Sullivan's light is absolutely kind of like eyeing him up and wondering just how high he's going to be off the floor once he's on all fours mm, and whether mm -hmm. or not that and whether or not he could get him to like carry him around pony style um, mm. so that it's kind of it's like basically he's going to talk to Quinny about it later. But I mean, that's like borderline being carried around is riding another person around mm. like a horse. Yeah. Quinny is like. Uh, like under his breath uh, saying to like Sully like are we sure Alan's charm person didn't work because I, I, I doubt it's part of his job description to uh, be a human chair to be furniture well, you know it, I thought it was like really nice of him to offer and everything but uh, who did he say about what the po hospitality whose name Ethan who's 
What's the guy? I I don't know. Said it's I, not his. Because I, I thought it was Toby. Not a Toby Plaza is. No, it's. <laughs> it's not a Tommy. Not a Tommy Plaza. Yeah, it's Nacho Tummy. Nacho, Nacho Tummy. Nacho plaza? Tummy Plaza. There's nachos. Oh. Yeah, and pizza. Nacho Tummy Pizza. Alan it's and Glim on the side uh, of the <laughs> Well, this this uh, this routine occurs around you as the elf's like jaw just just like gets firmer and firmer, locked against his uh, his face with his teeth gritting. Alan has her like hands and palms just pressed pressed up against the glass, just like looking at everything, staring out or staring in, staring out. Yeah. All right. So just, oh, just watching yeah. the horizon. Uh, Glim, oh, how about yeah. you? Uh, I think the opposite. Glim is like one of those really awkward people that gets on the elevator and faces everyone for some reason. <laughs> and and is maybe no. like just kind of humming some holiday songs like loudly and off tune, but just like feeling the party vibes. Admittedly, there is no music in this elevator. So you're really saving the day on the elevator scene. Uh, we, this Bun would get would, cut from the Bun movie would otherwise. Like to- to cast thaumaturgy to make the singing loud enough that it works like speakers inside an elevator so everyone can enjoy the music. Good. All right. Fair enough. So the the music is now reverberating with slightly off-tune holiday music. Um, Glim, can you roll me a perception check, please? Sure, I can. Um, What is 17? Um, You notice there's something wrong. Uh, with the floors that you're seeing. They're all, like, they all look like uh, the equivalent of a department store. Just, like, overly well-dressed, like, you know, just fully decked out for the holidays, lots of of glitz and glamour, fully stocked, like, there seem to be customers in the background. But you notice that as you keep flying by, you seem to see the same room every few floors. Uh, Like, it's almost like a bad Hanna-Barbera background where you're just seeing the same thing repeat over and over again. And it's very convincing. Um... But you're not entirely sure that any of those floors are real. Uh, do you do anything with this information? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just wondering. It seems like, I don't know, maybe it's something with my eyes or something. But I definitely feel like I just kind of keep seeing the same thing over and over again as we go up. So is it like, do you have a series of twins working here and like on rotating floors and they're all like doing a choreographed move or something? Um, and his eyes kind of dart left and right, and then just kind of looks straight at you uh, as someone who's desperately trying not to lie does, and just says, <laughs> yes, that exactly. Huh. Mm. Neat. In any case, uh, on this floor, you can see there's... And then uh, you pass a floor um, where you can actually see construction. Like, there's there's clearly, like, uh, beams, and he says, uh, as you can see, uh, the building's not quite complete. There's no twins on this floor yet. Um, but uh, otherwise, uh, the building is very, very full of very real people, and uh, they're all working really hard. Um, in any case, uh, that brings us to the snow room floor, where you can enjoy all of the uh, the various uh, things. As I understand, I will be pony carrying one of you around, um, and uh, there are, in fact, nachos. Uh, so once again, uh, Mr. Calvin welcomes you. Uh, I'm sure you'll find him around. Uh, please enjoy your time uh, here at Natatomi Plaza. Um, and you step out into a massive uh, sort of glass octagon. Um, it is a beautiful, think like almost a greenhouse um, in terms of the way it's, it's structured. So beautiful glass walls. Uh, and to your delight, small white flakes of snow are drifting down from the ceiling. Uh, you can see there's a massive um, crystalline, very like Final Fantasy style um, snowflake 
like a massive one just kind of spinning uh, at the top of the building, uh, just like drift, letting snow drift off of it uh, and down. Uh, it is a bustling floor. Um, there are, uh, you're all very pleased to see many food and drink tables all over the place. There are also people walking around. They really did spare no expense, uh, as well as um, sort of showroom uh, sort of racks of, of the new best toys uh, for the season. Um, honestly, it's just a giant party. Um, there's a, obviously like a Christmas tree in the center. And honestly, it's, it's a pretty delightful um, scene. Uh, what would you like to do uh, with, with the few moments? You basically each get one action you can take uh, just while you're getting to the lay of the land. It can be something as simple as like, I just want to stare at that stupid snowflake. Uh, it can be like, I want to find those, those nachos, uh, whatever you want to do. But yes, what's, what's the one thing each of you uh, <laughs> does in this space? Uh, I, I'm looking for a mark. I'm looking for someone who's maybe a little too deep into their cups or wouldn't notice uh, their purse getting cut. Something like that. Um, okay, can you roll me a... Let's go with investigation, please. Nat 20. Oh, baby. That was a heavy wow. dice fall, too. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I felt boy. that in my bones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, you see two... Um, you see a very, very uh, well-dressed uh, bald man in a flight suit uh, who seems to just be uh, wandering around, uh, almost floating. Just, you know, giving everyone, like, finger guns and really seems to top his game. Um, and you can see a bunch of people carrying uh, boxes behind him and just, like, handing them out to everyone. Um, he does not seem like a good mark. He seems very, like, there's too many people around him. Um, mm. But uh, the two slightly shabbier businessmen who are giving him the stink eye in the corner seem kind of more appropriate. Both of them are, are doing, like, a full Mr. Burns, like, hand oh. thing um, and uh, are wearing slightly frayed top hats. Uh, they look very uh, Dickensian in, in, in their garb, um, and uh, one of them has a, uh, a, a, a a tiny boy on a crutch uh, who keeps, like, they keep ordering to go get them more food and drink, uh, and then berating loudly when he returns. Um, but they seem very distracted uh, by by the bald man, uh, and wow. uh, seem seem a likely mark with your nat 20. <laughs> the, berating, here you go, here's uh, the game roll. Um, berating a, uh, <laughs> a small boy... Uh, did you say he had a crutch? He sure does. He is tiny. <laughs> Maybe he's named Tim. Maybe. Sounds we'll like see. we'll have those to roll gentlemen again. <laughs> need some sort of fucking financial comeuppance to hit them. So yeah, uh, Quinny right. stalks over to eyes on them. Great, yeah. um, Sully. Given that uh, you've been pretty close with Quinny this, uh, up to this point, but you also have a pony man to ride. Um, what is your what is your action? One hundred percent. Sully decides to uh, so like he gets out a tape measure that he had the cloth measuring tape and and just kind of like starts to eye him up and like is like putting him in all sorts of positions and then it's like hey if it snows enough that there's like a hill or something can I can I ride on you down like a sled? <sighs> yes. Nice. Okay. Um. All right. Let's try this out. And Sully wants to wants to like and and like sit like gently on him. Um. Amazing. Yeah. So you find, and sure enough, like there are definitely snowdrifts. Like, uh, in order to create a proper winter wonderland, they've really like pulled out all the stops. They've made some little hills. Um, so you take him over, and you can hear him just muttering under his breath, like, "God damn it, Clippy! The indignities you have rendered unto me for not knowing that these people were supposed to be here. Right. We're gonna have a long talk about this when we get home." Um, yeah. And then he he lays flat, and down you go, uh, <laughs> and he lets out a little. 
Wee. Uh, as you, you ride him down. Um, can you roll me uh, uh, either an acrobatics or an athletics check to see how much fun you have on this ride? I would love to. <laughs> Uh, let's fun. see here. 15 <laughs> amounts of fun. Uh, honestly, pretty fun. As riding uh, like an elf down a, a small, like kind of disappointing, like it really does feel like a lot of theme parks where the ride was too short to really enjoy it. But yeah. like you kind of got the vibe you wanted. Uh, more importantly, like how often do you get to use your tape measure for its intended purpose? I know. So it was not, really not the bad. highlight. Amazing. Pretty sweet that you don't have to carry your sled back up the hill. Your sled carries you. That's, That's right. Thinking. Which is like. Oh, and then. The sorry, we get we get to the bottom of the hill. Sully is absolutely still sitting on this guy. Uh, this guy is like face down in the snow. And he leans over and he's like, man, I didn't even catch your name. It's Steven. Steven? Steven. 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 Yeah, it's Steven. Oh God, man! I'm sorry. And he gets off of him, and he picks him up, and he starts to dust the snow off. And he's like, he, "You know, I can, I can walk. I'll stand and eat." Man, Stevem, Jesus, and kind of wanders away from Stevem. Behind you, a single tear rolls partially down his face before freezing into a beautiful, beautiful icicle. Uh, oh, God. Glim, uh, what are you doing with your, your action at the party? Um, are there any sort of wallflowers at the party that don't really seem to be mingling? <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Um, there is a uh, a fully decked out, like, unnecessarily overskulled looking warrior. Like, we're talking uh, Skeletor from the movie. Like, so just like, you know, skull helmet, <laughs> spiky uh, things giant battle axe um, and just like holding a martini glass <laughs> and pressed desperately back away from everyone else. Um, just kind of like doing that awkward thing of, of nodding and raising the glass at people as they go by. The glass is, it, it looks like a, a like a, a miniature in, in his hand. His hands are like, you know, just massive meaty fists. Um, and he keeps doing that, but then no one's acknowledging him. So he has to do the awkward, like pull back and pretend he was, he was talking to someone else thing. Like he's basically Mr. Bean. Um, but like if he'd lived real rough in Eternia. Um, so yes, he is, uh, he is, he's being awkward against a wall. Perfect. Well, maybe when he does one of those awkward raises, I'll bring my class over and cheers it. Um, all right. Uh, and that is how you meet, uh, Lord Bloodbane, uh, feared warlord. Uh, Russ, what does Lord Bloodbane, feared warlord, say in response to finally getting his glass clinked? Oh, my. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't see you there. <clears throat> I was just uh, trying to uh, uh, make my way to the bathroom. Uh, you, so you are? Oh, I, I'm Glim. And you? Uh, you look, this is a great outfit. You look oh, really yes. well, scary. Oh, my mother made it. Uh, <laughs> I'll, let, and, I'll let Mima know that uh, that you said so. Uh, it's a great party here, isn't it? Look at this Great snow. party. Are you excited great. about the toys? Are you excited about the snow? Oh, I'm or... much, much too dangerous for toys. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I couldn't help but notice, and I'm not trying to be rude, but, like, you didn't have, like, um, you seem to get kind of just, like, flying solo. Yeah, well, uh, my my plus one uh, was uh, beheaded on the way here. <laughs> oh, oh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> yes, was uh, was speaking ill of of Mima's uh, knitting of my socks, 
Uh, so I hung their head out the window as a tree was coming by. Um, oh. oh, you had to behead them yourselves. That's so awkward. Well, uh, uh, a lord does as a lord do, as they say in the lord business. Uh, and you must do, do get your hands dirty. It's, uh, to, uh, he just kind of brushes his hands off on his pants. Uh, and <laughs> they're totally clean. Didn't bring anything in here. No. Mm-mm. Glim's kind of regretting this interaction, but you know, in, in for a penny, in for a pound, so. And you, my friend, are in for a pound. Uh, you hear a lot more about Mima and look on in in the distressed, polite way that only someone who realizes the kind of critical talking to the wrong person error they've done does, as you see, Sully happily, you know, like uh, a tray you riding Falcor, like riding Stephen down a hill. Um, you see Queenie, like, just bounding towards a couple of old misers uh, with a spring in his step. Uh, and, uh, of course, you see Alan. Uh, Alan, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I think Alan is going to take Moot by the arm and be like, and just say, okay, do you know how to make snow like this? Okay, I is was this thinking part of your magic? the exact same thing, because, like, that that's magic, right? It it's has to be, be magic. I, I wonder if there's, fi- is there like a wizard here Do, do you want to like find out? Do you want to come find out? Let's go <laughs> I find out. find out. Let's, Let's do it. Go, go, okay. <laughs> I would just be like, I'm going to, Alan just is like on a mission. I don't know. She doesn't know where the magic's coming from, but maybe up. Is there anyone in like wizard robes or a wizard hat? Um, yes. A winter wizard, if you will. A yes. winter wizard. Some kind of uh, winter wizard. Um, uh, a wizard wizard, come on. <laughs> it's right there. So you find a, um, uh, as, as you start to look around the party, the good news is um, Alan and Moot, you're both used to looking for like the root of crazy magic stuff wherever you go. So you're very much like uh, in the in modern parlance, like following the cables to see where it's plugged in. Um, and yes. uh, sure enough, it doesn't take you long uh, to find, um, there's kind of like a, a, a small stage uh, that's been set up. Um, and uh, you can see a, a few definitely not elves um, kind of like running hither and thither, like moving things around. There's like thaumaturgical mic stands coming out. Um, and um, you can see uh, there's a, a man in just an impeccable tuxedo. Uh, who seems to be giving giving them orders. Um, he's, uh, you know, got kind of like curly brown hair, uh, kind of like a, 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 a sort of a vaguely smirky grin um, and seems to be comfortably in control. Much more comfortable than uh, the bald man in the flight suit you saw earlier. Like, that guy really seems to be putting on airs of, like, look how powerful I am. This guy seems to legitimately just be controlling the room. Um, and you see um, uh, a, a, a golden SC uh, emblazoned on his uh, on his um, lapel and uh, the Natatomi Plaza logo on his other lapel. Um, it is very much like a, a Final Fantasy tuxedo. So just imagine a bunch of, like, weird spikes and, like, angles that don't quite work why is the lapel like that i don't know why why is there only one shoulder pad second belt um (laughs) but uh yeah so a very like fantasy tuxedo um but um you you pay no attention to him because you are you're looking for a wizard and that guy is clearly an asshole uh so you see the (laughs) asshole and you go in search of the wizard and sure enough um you you hear uh like uh, uh panicked muttering um, as you come around <laughs> that's, that's behind better. the stage, that's where that's where we live. Yeah, um, and um, you see um, uh, sort of a, a John Malkovich type uh, with with just like uh, pale blue skin and like an icicle beard, um, 
uh, and just in like a tank top, wearing like a nice wizard robe that is open and soaked in sweat, um, and just like doing a whole bunch of uh, Fantasia bullshit uh, with his hands. Um, and uh, he is, uh, you know, like when Snape is like desperately trying to like, you know, protect and or fuck over Harry and in Quidditch, it's kind of that vibe of just like muttering as fast as he can with great focus <laughs> um, and occasionally reaching for a drink uh, that frosts over as he drinks it and then going back to like spinning magic. Uh, kind of like some horrific wizard DJ. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, uh, you just kind of, kind of see him doing that. He's spinning his thing. Uh, what do you do? Hello friends. It is I, Reginald, local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once. I'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the horde or our fortress or whatever. They told me I had to do this. And if I don't... I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life, but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently, if you chip in $15 a month, you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join today. You can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds, apparently, in some kind of community. Please just don't send scary things. Oh, Alan just, I mean, she, I think she, she hustles up to him shamelessly, kind of pulling Moot along. Yeah, Moot, are, are <laughs> you the type to hesitation. just like storm in as Moot. well? Uh, well, I keep seeing like people keep walking by with brownies and I'm wondering where they've got them. But yeah, I keep getting dragged on by Alan. So. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to need uh, from you a, let's go with a constitution save. Um, because look, if there's something that's magically generating snow, there might be something magically generating brownies, in which case this snow thing can wait. I need to know about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a 12. Okay. Um, you smell it. You just like, you, you kind of your eyes dart across the room and you just see a full on Chef Boyardee motherfucker just like <laughs> flipping brownies uh, out of his sleeves, doing the salt bay thing. They're just like rolling down his arms onto plates. But damn it, you really got to know about this snow thing. Also... Alan seems pretty cool. She's got a lot of weird magic you don't understand. And it's, I think, a peer pressure thing where it's like, don't really want to ditch out on my new friend. Sure. Um, so with with great uh, heaviness in your heart, you, you tear your eyes away from from the brownie wizard, who has an amazing backstory that now we'll never hear. Oh. Um, <laughs> Always the way it is. Yeah. Uh, just, just terrible. Um, I bet he's racist. <laughs> It yeah. usually turns out that they are. He's yeah. a real milkshake duck. Uh, so uh, yeah, you, um, you you tear your eyes away with a heavy heart. Uh, join Alan uh, with uh, the, the the frost wizard, who um, well still kind of um, slinging ice, just says, "Yeah, yeah, what do you want? What do you want?" Um, uh, hi, I'm Alan. Um, I, I'm I'm a wit. Like, okay, I'm just gonna throw this out there. You look like you. Not, not that you could use help, but like maybe you would enjoy yourself more if, if, um, if like y you know you could like 
get more opportunities to drink your tasty, tasty beverage. Um, so if you want to just teach me how to do the snow thing, I can take that over. Yeah, both of us. We're, we're more than yeah. happy to help. Me too. We both, uh, different different skill sets, same kind of, you know, results. And like his eyes narrow um, at, at the two of you uh, and his, his lips draw thin. And then a tear rolls down his cheek <laughs> and he says, you will help Jackul Frast make the snow happen. Yeah. Yes, I mean, Mr. yeah, Frast. We'd, we'd be happy to. You will help bring the ice. Is is that what you need? You just need us to bring ice. Yes, help me bring the ice. Okay, how how? Um, and uh, he proceeds to explain um, that he's got like instructions in his pocket. Here's the problem: he can't stop doing it to teach you. So the two oh, no. of you proceed to engage in an incredibly awkward game of like. Learn how to fix the train's engine while the train continues to drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's like mm-hmm. explaining things, but also demanding you, you serve him liquor. Um, his instructions are bad because uh, he's really distracted and has clearly been doing this since the party started. So he's just really like, you know, going for it. But sure enough, uh, as as the festivities continue, um, he can't explain how to make the enchantment happen in the first place. But you get the sense of how to like maintain it and and keep it going. And all of a sudden, the light uh, dusting, which admittedly looked kind of like a bad party effect, becomes like proper fluffy, like fucking Hallmark snow. Um, like, uh, you know, you see someone do that, like arms in the air, spin around thing, like a happy Shawshank. Like things are just going real Lovely. nice in the party. You can hear the definitely not elves complaining a bit about how everything's getting soggy now because this is too much moisture for this room. But uh, damn it, it, it feels like Christmas. Um, somewhere, Stephen is looking at this just thinking how lucky he is that Sully took his ride early because like this would not, (laughs) he would be wearing this for the rest of, of the day. Um, But uh, yeah, Alan and Moot, um, you both kind of like share, share a grin. uh, I think as, as you, you've realized you've tapped into a a new form of magic. Uh, I'm going to give you each a point of inspiration uh, for, for following score, following your heart to magics and resisting the sirens song of the Brownie. Uh, (laughs) It was tough. I understand. It's again lifelong, lifelong regret about racist Baker man. Um, Ryan, uh, what is Butthole doing? Oh man, Butthole wasn't sure he was gonna follow Glim, and then he saw Quinny dart off, and then he saw a little boy with a crutch working for people who seem like bad employers. And Butthole knows who he's going to talk to. That little boy. <laughs> Uh, okay, amazing. So, um, Quinny and Butthole, uh, I'm gonna do your scene, uh, concurrently, just because it seems like you're on a crash course. Uh, yeah. Quinny, what's, uh, what's your approach on the two misers? Uh, I have, uh, picked up a, a drink off of a tray, uh, and, uh, my plan is to pretend to be, uh, a little too drunk and to kind of bump into one of them, apologize, and lift, uh, their coin purse off of them. Okay. Uh, can you roll me a perception, please? Yeah. 10 and 2. 12. 12. Um, all right. Uh, you can't tell who's the easier mark here. Um, one of them is wearing a very, very heavy, long coat, uh, which unfortunately looks very, uh, like, heavy, but also weirdly, like, threadbare. So anything that you try and pick is going to be felt. Um, mm. Like, it's 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 a very movable fabric. Meant to look fancy from the outside, but clearly uh, uh, underlined on the inside. Uh, the other guy uh, has a bunch of chains on him. You're not really sure what the deal is there, but like lots of chains. They could be attached to his wealth. They could not. You're not really sure. So both are kind of bad marks uh, with, with 12. Um, uh, do you want to hit uh, uh, Longcoat, uh, whose name is uh, 
Evan Sneezer Scrarge? Or uh, do you want to go after uh, Makeup Jarly, uh, the man with the chains? I think I think Mr. Jarly. What's his first name? Makeup. Makeup Make oh, Jarly. Switch the first letters. Got it. Okay, Makeup Jarly. These are original characters. They came out no, of my yeah, brain. For sure. For sure. It's for original sure, for sure. IP. I thought they were Marley and Marley, actually, for a second. Whoa, there, just knowing your No, we your don't track want record. that Disney coming down on us. So, no. no. Entirely yes. legally distinct man named Makeup yeah. Jarly. I was right. going to say Jarly and Ooge Scray. That's who you're yeah. That's right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Evan Throwing some Sparks pig Latin in here. I like it. He's a classic D&D character. He fought Strahd in one of those books. Sure, why not? Uh, okay, so you're going after... Uh, uh, Makeup Jarly, the man with the yeah. chains. My thinking uh, is, I'm going to bump into him, jostle the chains anyway. So the additional sound of me, you know, rifling mm. around for coins should hopefully go unnoticed. Great. Uh, butthole, uh, you are uh, uh, approaching the uh, the little boy on the crutch. Uh, yeah. What, what, is, what is your plan here? I just got to talk to him. So, like, hey, little buddy, it looks like you're having trouble walking, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Strong yes, lead. Sir, that is correct in an apt observation. If you'll excuse me, I surely must go get more of the magic brownies. Oh, but, like, it seems like your bosses aren't very nice to you. The one with the chain seems kind of scary, and the other one seems generic and old. Yes, he's very miserly. Um, but they are good employers in hard times. After all, I am very sickly in a way that will appeal to audiences reading stories about me. All right, well, let's see if I can do something about that first. Uh, and I would like to lay a hand on him uh, and cast Lesser Restoration. Okay. Uh, Quinny, go <laughs> ahead uh, and roll me a sleight of hand, please. Uh, sleight of hand from me? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a 21. Okay. Uh, so two things happen at the same time. Uh, you successfully pickpocket, uh, makeup Jarly. Um, you are astounded to find, uh, only a few coins in his, in his coin purse, despite how well it's locked up. Uh, these guys are, are clearly not making the bank that, that they wish they were. Um, but, uh, your disappointment is rapidly cut off as, uh, he gets his face punched in, uh, by, uh, tiniest Tim who has climbed him and Superman punched him. Um, and it's just like, make my dad work to the bone for you. And just like punches him again. Uh, and, uh, uh, Scrarge just <laughs> puts his hands up and just drifts away into the crowd. I would um, like to grab Scrarge. He's getting his, if this kid wants it. Uh, amazing. Um, and he, he looks to you, butthole, and he says, Oh no, please, I've learned I will keep the lessons of Tiniest Tim in my heart all the year round. Yeah, a lot of people say they learn a lot of things, but I think that kid's got some teaching to do. Uh, oh, somebody point... get this kid off of me. Um, <laughs> hang on, let's see if Scrooge helps. He rolled a four, he does not. He says, sorry, Charlie, Evan. you were dead to begin with. Evan! Yeah, can I see Scrooge from you. across the room and he says, you there, old man, what day is it today? <laughs> Uh, and tiniest Tim cracks his knuckles and says, it's the day an asshole gets his face punched. <laughs> and he jumps off of uh, Jarley and starts beating on Scarge. Uh, Jarley, you're free for a moment. What's what's your, your parting word to your, your business partner as, as the two of you part ways forever? Fuck you. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Um, so uh, with that, um, there is a, uh, a clinking of a glass, um, and immediately the room falls thaumaturgically silent. 
Um, it's uh, it's kind of an astonishing sound, particularly <laughs> as tiny as Tim continues just fucking wailing away on on Scourge. But now it's it's quiet, so it's you know like uh, you know scenes underwater or in space, which is like. Um, so you can feel it more than hear it. Um, but um, uh, a man steps up uh, onto the stage. He's the man you saw before. Um, um, you know, suit, drink in hand. Uh, and he continues to clink his glass for an unnecessarily long time. He's one of those people that like likes the, the ritual more than uh, more than the actual speechifying. By this point, all of you have come back together. Um, all of you feeling pretty good except for Glim, um, who knows more <laughs> about Meemaw than, than she ever hoped to know. Um, but also, like, I think probably regrets not getting to find and talk to Mima, who actually sounds much more interesting. <laughs> I think uh, if, than... if Glim had any self-awareness, she would understand that she's just been trapped in a conversation like she traps everyone else in to talk about Bahamut. <laughs> but she does not have that self-awareness. And is just like, what's with this guy? He doesn't even want to talk about Bahamut. You know what that sounds like understand. to me, Glim? That sounds like a point of inspiration for no self-awareness. <laughs> um, I, I think everyone I, else it, thinks that Russ was wearing like his grandmother because you said he's covered in bones, and then you're like, <laughs> then, then she sewed it. made it, and yeah. it was like, <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. I thought we had like a look, real psycho situation. I'm, I'm still not feeling like, it. I was wondering oh, if it was like a Norman Bates thing. The and then you started talking about your socks. You started like, talking it, about it, your it, socks, it, and I was like. No, I'm pretty sure those are the bones of his grandmother. (laughs) But if if Glim is coming back to the group kind of looking a little bummed out from the conversation, Butthole does this for Quinny sometimes, where he just goes over and is just like, ah, it's good to see you, and welcome, good to have you back. And he just kind of pats her on the shoulder, but what he's secretly doing is casting guidance, so for the next (laughs) minute, things are just going to go slightly better for no identifiable reason. And this is one of the ways he tries to make the world a better place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bahamut's blessing to all. Um, great. So um, all of you have gathered back up, and you're watching this man uh, clink his glass for well on 45 seconds. And he's doing it with a smile on his face, making eye contact with people in kind of like a this-is-how-this-goes kind of way. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, you, you all, you're all kind of jostled as um, a figure kind of worms his way between you. He's another definitely not an elf. Um, and... Um, Kind of under his breath, um, he just says, um, uh, 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 par- "Pardon me, are, are you, are, are you the heroes? Are, are, yep. are you, are you Butthole and Glim and Moot and Sully and and, and Quinny and, and Alan?" That depends who's asking. Uh, yes, yes, that's us. Thank Damn you. I'm both. glad somebody <sighs> said it. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, thank, thank you for your confirmation of, of who you are. But also, uh, I feel like I owe uh, an answer to to the great Sullivan. Um, my my name is. Um, my name is Bernard uh, Buddy Legolas III, um, and uh, you'll have to excuse me, but um, I I invited you to this party. Um, we we are all in great danger um, from from him. Uh, and he just points at the man on stage, who finally stops tinking his glass and says, Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Natatomi Plaza. Uh, I understand a bunch of you have been getting the name wrong. That's on me for naming it a confusing thing. But you know what? It's Christmas, so who the fuck cares? Am I right? This guy gets it. Uh, he points directly at Lord Bloodbane. Lord Bloodbane, how do you re- react to being singled out uh, from the stage? Yeah! <laughs> oh, wow. He's, a, he's all about it. There we yeah. go. There we go. Am I right? I thought Only he was going to be quieter. <laughs> the nicest 
the kindest and the most generous people in all of the realm are here tonight. You know, uh, it's the holiday season. A lot of people talk about, uh, you know, good and bad. And I got to say, I've just really collected the, the best people here. Truly, truly. Thank you all uh, for being here. I am, uh, of course, uh, Scott Calvin, uh, CEO of uh, Toys and Such. Uh, second Z is silent. Guess which one? <laughs> uh, and I am honored uh, to have you all here. As you know, the holidays have been a bit rough. You know, kids waking up, all they have is unconditional love and support. It's bullshit. But don't worry. Yeah, we got something much better. Hey, yeah, this guy gets it. This guy. Yeah, fuck that, right? Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't you like some stuff? I, yeah. No, I want the love. Yeah, all right. like, yeah, yeah, I want the stuff. Okay, I love give him the stuff. stuff and give me the love. We'll, right. we'll take like he, one family's worth. He looks a bit confused in a way he wasn't uh, when he looked at uh, Lord Bloodbane. Um, who thinks they would be curious about that? I feel like most, uh, like, I don't think, would Butthole be interested? I was going to say, I, I feel like know, Butthole wouldn't care, but maybe you do. I think he, he might pick up on things I don't know if he cares. You know, right. it's that fine line <laughs> with him. Yeah, go for it. So, um, can you roll an insight, please? Yes, I can. He's like smiling at you, but the smile doesn't quite reach his eyes as he just like points, does a very dramatic like Bill Clinton point at you. All like, right, I, I got a 15. 15? Um, he does not know who the fuck you are. And it seems to be really bumming him out. Like you get the sense, like you you grew up around politicians. So, you know, like when people in a room like this, like he pointed at Bloodbane because he knew Bloodbane would give him the reaction he needed. He's very confused that he pointed to someone who was giving him good crowd work and it's not someone he knows. So he looks kind of confused, but smiles and like points to Quinny and he's like, all right, this guy likes stuff. You know what? We all like stuff. And that's what we're here today to show you. I'm here to show you the future of Christmas, the future of gift giving, you know, uh, just all the great toys that are, that are going to bring uh, joy to the, the hearts of all the little urchins of this world. Uh, as you can see, we have a, a variety of fine items on hand. And he gestures to like a rack of like furry red monsters with blades. And he's like, we've got battle me Almo. Uh, it's going to be a real top seller. Um, you you punch his belly and you just start stabbing. Uh, we've got uh, Torbo Man dolls. Uh, they're voiced by this guy with a real fun accent. They're, they're, I only made six just to really make people fuck each other up for them. It's going to be amazing. We got uh, Mono Pajopoli. Uh It's a cursed real estate board game that can occasionally suck people in. It doesn't work every time. Nice. Sometimes it's a video game. But, like, you know, I think at least one will be good. Maybe. The important thing is people fight with their families. Am I right? Uh, and of course, we have PlayStation 5s. Uh, you know, just these really rare items uh, that I, I just have a lot of. And I'm, I'm probably not going to sell them, but I just have them, you know, because Christmas. Um, I'm starting to think this is a trap because nobody's supposed to have those. <laughs> yeah, did he scalp them? Because if he did, I'm, I'm, a, I'm pissed. But, you know, the thing, the thing that Christmas has really been missing, I think, is magic. Don't you all agree? And like, there's like various like cheers. Alan clearly like uh, sits Alan, up. Alan just like starts clapping. Like more, more, <laughs> looks around, more magic. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jacques Frost is still like, no, keep, keep spelling, keep spelling. <laughs> um, you guys totally ditched him. So he's just like yeah. around the corner looking for you. Um, uh, Moot, do you respond to the, the, the call for magic at all? Uh, in, in like a more muted way. Like I flip open my notebook ready to take notes about this magic. Amazing. That's why you're actually going to learn it. And Alan's going to walk away being like, I feel like I could have learned magic today. <laughs> um, well, he, uh, he, he kind of smiles and he says, uh, so here's the deal, folks. As you know, you know the man in red has been uh, somewhat absent uh, over the past uh, year and a bit. And that's, that's, uh, that's no good. So uh, 
What do you say we see if we can bring him back, huh? What do you say if we can bring back the, the, the big old jolly guy himself? What do you say you join me in, in singing a carol of, of uh, the true meaning of, of the holidays to you, the true meaning of the season? Stuff. Getting what you want. Am I right? And there are cheers from, from all around you. And as you look around, you see, like, perhaps for the first time, like, everyone here kind of looks vaguely like Lord Bloodbane. Um, you know, there's, like, a, a woman in, like, a long crimson dress, um, and her hair is, like, draped in skulls. There's the misers. Uh, How did um, we miss this? Because you didn't <laughs> care. You were looking for gold and brownies. We got distracted um, by the one skull skulls. outfit. I was uh, there's in the uh, there's, snow. Uh, Rizos uh, walking around in his flight suit, like giving finger guns to everybody. Oh, I'm gonna um, kill him. You've got Kevin Acerarak, <laughs> who is definitely not a necromancer, um, with his team of festive skeletons uh, that are like those ten feet ones that you buy at the store, but smaller, <laughs> um, so human sized ones. Um, and you start to realize, like, these aren't these aren't the best of the best. And together, they begin to sing of greed. They begin uh, to, to sing of need and of, of desire and of excess uh, and all, all the poisons uh, that, that truly drag down uh, the holiday season. Rain and from the stage... on roses and whiskers <laughs> on kittens. Sully starts singing, War tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and they do. Uh, they want profits from war. They want uh, no inheritance tax. They want all sorts of stuff that's really nice. like... Causing problems. They want so many NFTs. Like, NFTs like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and from the stage, uh, Scott Calvin's smile just gets broader and broader. Um, and he puts a finger to the side of his nose. And all of a sudden, the tree bursts into flames like it was positioned outside Fox News. Uh, and it immediately goes up in a, in, a, in a conflagration. And in its stead, there's a rip in space and time. And you begin to hear a, a jingling but it's, it's a discordant jingling. Now, Glim, this sounds perfect to you. This sounds like what you were singing in the <laughs> elevator. This sounds like on the beat, perfect, mm -hmm. as expected, nothing wrong with it. But to the rest of you, it's a little bit like nails on a chalkboard. It's just off, and you kind of almost feel it in your bones. And suddenly, uh, a chill breeze blasts through the room, um, and the windows around you shatter in a blast of glass. Um you hear Jackal, oh no, uh, as the ice, as the uh, the snowflake bursts and all of a sudden the snow goes from a light, fluffy, joyous thing to a cold, horizontal, whipping and cutting thing. Uh, I need a um, constitution save or dexterity save, your choice from all of you, please. Um, Tom, I am going to react and cast shield with my staff of defense. That seems fair. Yeah. 13... Oh, not one. Fuck me. Oh, <laughs> nice shield, bro. <laughs> <laughs> cool bro, do you even shield? <laughs> um, okay, so we got a nat one from Alan. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, how about the rest of you? You put your shield up, and it like opens up like a umbrella <laughs> cotton wind. Umbrella. It just like inverts. <laughs> uh, oh no. <laughs> Mary Poppins <laughs> lied again. <laughs> oh, you can't use that now. It's never gonna be the same. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna try, but you're not. It's yeah. There's no going back. Uh, I, rolled, I a, rolled a 19 for butthole. 23 deck save for Quinny. Okay. Con oh for God. butthole. Uh, 23 con for mood. Great. 19 con for Glim. Great. 13 for Sullivan. 
Uh, sorry, Amy. I think you're on mute. I'm not. I'm just speaking quietly. Thirteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, thirteen for I'm just. Right. I'm just imagining four of us standing in the wind doesn't affect them, and two characters immediately <laughs> blown out of frame just to <laughs> clear the <laughs> image altogether. Um, all right. God. So uh, that is five points of damage uh, to you, Sully. Three points of damage to everyone who saved uh, against the damage. Uh, and Alan, we'll get to you in a second. Um, so, uh, honestly, like, Amy nailed it. Uh, the shield inverts. That's the funniest fucking thing I can think of. Uh, so that just <laughs> that's happens. That's me, that's Tyler. Was that Tyler? All right. Yeah, uh, credit Between the credit two of due. you, I just also that it doesn't go back is, like, <laughs> such a deep tragedy about every umbrella I've ever owned. So, like, yeah, you got me. Um, so, yeah, your shield. It won't, it won't go back in the staff. It's yeah, just no, on yeah. the floor. Like a <laughs> shitty umbrella off the staff. Yeah, it's like Everything a shitty Everything was tree. non-canonical till this point. <laughs> Yeah. And, and this will remain. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have to re-edit so the rest of Dum Dums and Dragons to make sure this fucking thing. beat happens and everything. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, as this whipping wind hits, uh, and you can see that it's expanding beyond the tower now. Um, a massive vortex has has consumed the the outside world. Um, uh, there are uh, you see you hear a horrific shriek as skeletal reindeer uh, come crashing through the vortex, exploding on impact uh, as a jolly, if somewhat disfigured sleigh hits the ground and sort of slides across the ice. Um, and atop it, there is a massive hulking monstrous beast wearing a tiny, very festive red hat. This is, of course, Hans Krampus. Russ, what does Hans Krampus say when he arrives on the scene? The sleigh rolls in, and there are spikes and reindeer antlers kind of adorning it in this armored military fashion. I wasn't going to explode my reindeer, but yeah, that's cool. No, too. That's fine. They pull back together <laughs> immediately. Like yeah, they're, yeah, they're just it. like that. They explode on the tracks. It's totally fine. Yeah, they're yeah. metal as hell. Yeah. And he steps down off and swirling in behind him, coming from uh, Jacques Frost's remainder of the magic, is this. <laughs> snowman who builds up behind him and the snowman has long luxurious yellow blonde hair and there's this it looks foreign to you but there's this machine that it's holding and he steps forward into the center of this crowd of now what you've determined is not fantastic people <laughs> and he says ladies and gentlemen it is I Hans Krampus and I am here to take you to Kringleville is what we are calling it now and with that Hans Krampus begins to suck the souls out of the screaming people around you Bernard grabs you and says, oh, that's what I was warning you about. We got to go. Um, uh, you see uh, Scott Calvin disappear with an odd smile on his face. Um, and immediately the room explodes into chaos. Um, uh, the snowman jams a corncob pipe into his mouth and just starts 
firing with this strange machine at people. Hans Krampus begins running around, just fucking nomming folks. Um, and uh, Bernard says, quickly, there's not much time. We have to make it to the elevator quickly. Uh, at which point uh, the elevator explodes. Someone had detonators. Uh, it falls <laughs> off the side of the building into the, the swirling snow outside um, and becomes just a, a, a big old tornado of glass. And he says, oh, fuck me. Okay, quick, uh, service elevator, service elevator. Um, and he uh, somehow manages to like grab all of your hands while still only having two tiny little elf hands. Um, and it's just like he's dragging you through the chaos as like people are, are are, like screaming and being eaten around you. Um, you see uh, uh, Makeup Jarly um, like shiv Scrarge uh, before being taken out um, by, by the snowman. Um, you see uh, Dreft Rizos just jump saying to the moon uh, into the storm uh, and just get immediately shredded by glass. Um, the whole thing's going to hell real fast. How's uh, Tim doing? He's punching the hell out of him. Punching stuff. He's doing like a great. hero in here. Okay, good. Um, that's all. I, that's all I needed. You eventually see him like dive under a table, and he just gives like a thumbs up to Sully because I think Sully, you're probably at the right height to see him. He gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> so, uh, Sully gives like a confused thumbs up because he doesn't know what's going on, but then yells to Mood as he runs beside him. I think I know what I'm gonna get Glenn for Christmas. It's Windows PlayStations. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, uh, Bernard uh, pulls you into a service elevator. Now, this is a big old Metal Gear Solid, like, heavy metal kind of garbage elevator, but also made of Lego. Uh, and probably, I don't know, some connects or something. Uh, it starts to move down, and uh, Bernard turns around and says, Okay, look, look, look we, we, we don't have very much time. Um, uh, Mr. Calvin, um, he, 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 he made a real bad... A real bad mistake uh, a while ago, and he, he thought he could fix it here today. Uh, but I thought maybe the, the, all of you as heroes could could stop him um, by, by by obtaining enough Christmas cheer uh, to be able to save the holidays, but also stop this. Uh, and he, he like points back up to hear like the screams of of people dying and like things exploding. Um, and he says, uh, there, there, there are many uh, uh, sacred relics around the building, um, important things. Um, you, you, need, you need to get uh, the list, the list that will tell you uh, the good and the bad. If, if you have the good, you might be able to fight him but unfortunately he's eating so many bad people he's gonna be super powerful so don't he's taking them all back and they're all gonna get processed into power so like fuck uh so get the list get the list it's in the vault you gotta go to the vault um also, also um you're, you're you're gonna need a way to, to use the sleigh uh to either send it back or, or to open the portal again because otherwise he's just gonna stay here and kill everyone and then he'll leave on his own terms which is bad it's very bad he won't stop until he's got the whole world uh also calvin's still a problem so you gotta get that and then of course you gotta you gotta stop the big guy upstairs Oh, and the okay. monster. Okay, you just you take a breath for a second and let me see if I can run down this list. Anybody yeah, chime in if I miss yeah, something? Yeah, Moot, we were gotta... you writing stuff down? I'm yes. writing it all down as best I could. Thank you, Moot. So there's the vault. <laughs> yeah. We gotta get the list out of the vault. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We gotta we get need... the bad guy on a nope. stupid cart. Yep. And yeah. send him home. Yep. We need and the then Scott good, Calvin. Good things. Scott Calvin, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. That guy's sacred, awful. Sa sacred relics. That's the, the good list. Ones, I think that's but in not the vault. The bad yeah, ones. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the list. Okay, oh. so vault list. Okay. We gotta find them. Because the monster, he's gonna have so much power from eating all those bad people and and bringing a bunch of them back to to where I came from. Because you see, some of us we thought we thought Mr. Calvin was gonna do the right thing. We thought he was gonna do the right thing here for all of us, for the holidays, for the children. And instead, instead he was a coward, and to try and fix his mistakes, he's doomed us all. He's doomed us. And then suddenly his head explodes uh, as a bullet uh, from the, the blonde haired snowman 
hits him. Um, and you just see uh, a, a grin of coal uh, across his face as he goes full T-1000 and slithers down a wall and disappears. Um, oh, I'm level four. I can't heal that. <laughs> no one can. Um, Bernard Buddy Legolas is definitely not an elf body, falls with a little tinkle of bells that would be very jolly if not for the, the dire circumstance. Uh, he falls forward, um, kind of like slumping against, um, I'm trying to think who would be the most hurt by this. Um, I don't know, probably Butthole and like bounces off you, hits Glim. Glim, your powers also can't help here. Like there's nothing to be done when a head explodes. Um, and uh, suddenly you hear a, a screeching and you look up and there's little tiny guys wearing red caps sawing at the elevator uh, mechanisms above you. And unfortunately, because it's made of Lego, this is not a particularly like up to code thing. Uh, and so with, with Bernard's dying wishes echoing in your ears, the tiny red caps saw through the ropes and the cargo elevator begins to plummet. You are the only hope to save the holidays. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. The Dumbest Holiday Crossover continues in the conclusion over at Dungeons & Dragons Podcast. That's D-U-M-B-G-E-O-N-S, wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laurie Elizabeth at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter, as well as special guests from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore, Amy Moore, Carla Maxed, and Tom Laird. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. Dum Dums and Dragons logo is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. That's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, provided by freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Thanks for listening. And happy holidays. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable, but who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth. 
when two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason.